Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege, oh Lord, Father, this morning. I pray, Lord, that my God, that your name and your name only will be glorified, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you. I honor you. Let me just be your microphone, oh Lord, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon once again. Afternoon. Morning. Um, yeah, my topic today, or this morning, would be seeking God. Seeking God. If you search through the scriptures, you will find a number of verses urging us to seek God. What does it mean to seek? To seek is to attempt to find something. To seek is to attempt to find something. So what does it mean to seek God? I mean, as children of God, is God not always in our presence? So why are we seeking God? In Matthew 28, 20, part B, it says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of age. So why are we seeking God? Is it just a ritual? Is it just a prayer session? No, it's much deeper than that. It means having to develop an intimate relationship with our God. It's not just asking God to bless us. Oh Lord, give me, give me, give me this, give me that. It's about positioning yourself with God's purpose and desire. And to know him. So to seek God is to know him. You know, there's a big difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone. So, for example, I might have a celebrity that I have read their bio. I've read about them. I know about their children, their family. I know all about them. But I don't know them. I don't know that person. And for me to know that person, I need to spend time with the person. Over time, I need to spend time. I must have built trust so that they can tell me things and I can tell them things. That is it with God. I can come to church and listen to the word. I can sing praises. I can know all I want to know about God. But do I know him? Do I have a personal relationship with God?
Psalm 63, 1, and the first part says, King David says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. It's not just seeking God. It's not just seeking Him. It says, earnestly, I seek you. What does earnestly mean? To do something with sincere and intense conviction. To do something seriously. So it's not just seeking God. It means having to seek God intensively, sincerely. And then the next part says, I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in this dry and barren land where there is no water. That is the intensity of us seeking God. I thirst. What does it mean when you say, I thirst for you? I think I've shared with a few people when I... Uh, where we went um, on, on holiday to Egypt. And me and the boys went on a um, jeep safari in the, in, the, uh, in, in, in the desert and went two hours long. Now, me being very clever, I, iced my, I, I took ice water, I took a, you know, my water and I iced it and I put it in my backpack. And, and I went to the journey, everybody arrested. You know, we, we, we parked. Now, a 360 paramedic, you know, looking around. It was just pure desert. I took my water out. Couldn't drink it. I was thirsty. I could see the intensity of what it means to say someone is thirsty. When I got back, when we got back, finishing the paperwork, and my son Tosin came with a bottle of water, I don't think I took a breath when I downed the water in. That is understanding the intensity of thirst. King David said, I thirst for you. How much do you crave for God? How much do I crave for God? When you seek him with that intensity, I give another example. Does anybody know Socrates? I'm not talking about the footballer. I'm not talking about the footballer. I'm talking about the Greek philosopher. That's right. From Athens. Now a young man went to him and said, Oh, master, I want to be one of your disciples. And Socrates looked at him and took him to the, to the seaside or to the river. He said, what do you want? He said, I want wisdom. I want to understand. I want to be your disciple. I want wisdom. Socrates dipped him into the water. He said, he got him out. What do you want? Said, I want wisdom, oh, Master Socrates. Again, second time, dipped him into the water. 
He said, what do you want? I want wisdom. Did a number of times. Now this time, he dipped him into the water and left him for about a minute. And when he came out, he said, what do you want? He said, I want air. And Socrates said, when you desire the truth, like you desire air, you will get it. That is our craving to seek God. Do we seek God with that craving, with that intensity? Or is it just a case of, I seek God when things are not going well? You know, I call upon him, help me, Lord. And when that issue is being sorted out, that is it. No, we need to desire hunger and thirst for God. Amen. Seeking God needs to be a lifestyle. We should never stop pursuing God. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16:11 it said look to the Lord and his strength seek his face continually it is not just as and when when I say it's a lifestyle it's part of us seeking God is part of us and remember seeking God is not just seeking him as and when it's seeking with that intensity I need it I crave for you I hunger for you I thirst for you Lord Never is never enough because you can never get enough of God. When we seek God, we are putting God on top of our priority list. Oh, are we? Are we? Am I? Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom and his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. What is your priority? What is my priority? Am I seeking God first? Am I putting him first in anything I do? Turn to me to... Luke 10, 38 to 42. Luke 10, 38, 42. Okay, yeah. So it said, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her house to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation and had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? 
tell her to help me. And the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but a few things needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it would never be taken away from her. Mary knew her priority. Don't get me wrong. What Martha was doing was right. It had a place. It was right. But Mary decided to sit at the Lord's feet to listen to what God was going to tell her, to, to, to get that information, to get the wisdom of God. As I said, what Martha was doing was right, but it, it had its place. Mary's priority was to sit at the Lord's feet. Another example, funny enough, was something Pastor mentioned um, when he was doing his thanks. So pre-COVID, you know, when I, when we, when I, when we come to church, you know, there was no streaming then. We're just coming to church. I would drop my family, and I would go and take the beans. When I come back, I'll go to the office and do some work. The prison and worship was going on. The word was. By the time I get back probably maybe five minutes to the end of the word. That wasn't my priority. That was not my priority. Now, that was good. Don't get me wrong. Taking the beans out is good. Doing paperwork at the back is good. But that, at that point in time, that was not my priority. I was not putting, seeking God, putting God first. Brethren, we need to examine. We need to go back the drawing board and say what is our priority there are some things that are good but not our, it's not to be on our priority list Bible said seek ye first the kingdom and all these things what are all these things isn't it what we're all chasing for wealth a bigger house, a better job all these things said, first all these things will be added. Seeking God isn't a is not a challenge, but it does require some sacrifice. There's some things we might think is good. It is good, but it has its place. What are some of the importance of seeking God? Pastor Dele mentioned it last week. It's direction and God's guidance. How many times have we said, I can do a task blindfolded? Or I know this place like the back of my hands. How many times have we said that? Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. If we look at King David, he was a seasoned warrior. He defeated Goliath. 
But do you know that anytime you went into a battle, sought God. Anytime you went into a battle, he could have just said, um, you know, after maybe one or twice, he's sought God, he's won, the, he's, won um, the, 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 he's got the victory. He could have just gone, gone into battle without even seeking God. But anytime he went into battle, he sought God. David, King David didn't rely on his own past victories. Every victory was a new victory. To him. Was every war or battle was a new, brand new one, and so he sought the Lord. And that's for us. Anything we do, no matter how big and no matter how small, we need to seek God's face. We need to seek Him. That thing. That task that we know that we can do blindfolded backfire one day. Because we're doing it on our own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That is our instruction today. Don't start a task or interview or something. Don't start without putting God first into it. Don't get halfway and then you are stuck and then you go back to God. Seek him first. God rewards us when we seek him. Hebrews 11.6 reminds us, And without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. Let's look at Psalm 34.10. There's the lion may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Seek him and you will lack no good thing. Hallelujah. Without seeking him, it's easy. God protects us. When we seek him, he's ready to protect us. The Bible says that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's saying you dwell in the secret place. It's not, air, it's not a Airbnb. You can go anytime, in and out. It's not a hotel. Dwell. It's a commitment. I've got a mortgage. It's a commitment. A long-term commitment. I'm not hiring it just for, for, I'm not going to a hotel for two weeks on holiday. The he that dwells. And when I do it in a secret place, I seek the Lord.
Isaiah 43, 2. says, when I pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, it will not sweep you. As Christians, and when we seek God, doesn't mean there will be no challenges. Remember, when you pass through, Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, it's not saying that you get halfway and you will come back. Or you get in the middle, you get defeated. You are going to go through it. And so we need to continually seeking God for his protection. That I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Are we seeking God? Are we seeking God for protection? What is that fear? What is that challenge? Are we seeking God? Are we seeking God eagerly? Because don't forget, it gives us an instruction, not just to seek him, but to seek him earnestly, seek him wholeheartedly. Seeking God gives us profound peace and joy. It brings inner joy. The Bible says in John 14, 27, there's peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give you as the world gives. The peace that the world gives is temporal. It doesn't last. If we go back to Psalm 63, that psalm was written when King David's son, Absalom, led a rebellion against David. David had to flee. And he was in the desert. Can you imagine how that feels? This is a king. It's, it's, it's not that it was a king from a different tribe or a different neighboring town that came to defeat, you no, know, came to fight David and he had to flee. His own son, flesh and blood. But at that point, David didn't start saying, Oh, God, you know, if it was me, I'd probably say, Bind and loose and destroy all those. David said, You, God, are my God. I earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. Verse 3 says, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. This is in the midst. This is in the midst of, you know, 
son is, you know, wants to kill me. I'm in a land, I'm in no man's land. I think I, I, I spoke to, a few, I told some, uh, a few people what happened to me a few, few weeks ago when someone stole, when blatantly stole my wallet. I knew they stole my wallet. What did I do? When that guy touches my card, his hand will wither. I was binding and loose. Mere wallets. Mere wallets. This wasn't, this is, compare that to what David was going through. Mere wallets. Thinking God, it's a mind, it changes your mindset. I'm preaching to myself when I was going through this. I'm preaching to myself. Does anyone know Louisa Stead? She wrote, it was good trusting Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I love you. She wrote that story. It was like that song, sorry. Louisa Stead, her husband, I don't want to go into her life story, but her, her daughter, and her husband went on holiday, went camping. And her husband, I think her daughter was about four years old. And they heard a boy, you know, in a river, I think he was struggling, fell in the river. And her husband went to go and save him. And the boy and the husband died. She wasn't working. The husband was working. Obviously, no income, so got, they got evicted. She wrote this song, and I don't think you've seen the lyrics. I'll look at, just look at the, uh, the chorus. Say, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I prove him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, precious Jesus, you've just lost your husband. You've been evicted. You are outside with your four-year-old daughter. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to trust him more. This is someone who has sought God and knows what God can do. Not in the midst of adversity. What is in her comes out. Pastor always says that. What was in me came out when my mere, mere wallet was stolen. When you seek God, there's an inner when you seek God, there is something inside you. See, it doesn't mean she was evicted. And I think people passing, she was on a bench in New York. She was on a bench with her daughter in a cold. She wrapped her daughter because it was cold. And you might say, oh, no. Louisa was walking through. Anybody knows the story? 
at the end of it, she was heading with the millionaires at the time organization. She was overseeing his financial affairs. But at that time, she was walking through. She knew this has See, when you seek God, that inner peace is that peace that surpasses all understanding. You won't, nobody will understand it. Only you will understand it. People will just marvel when they see you. There's an inner, inner peace. Amen. Brethren, it's important that we do seek God. It's important that we thirst for him and we hunger for him. You know why? Because if we don't, there is someone out there who is seeking for us. Do we know that? There is someone out there who is after us. The enemy is going through and through, looking, searching. And so, we must always seek God. Be in his presence. Yearn for him. Let God know that, yes, this is my daughter, this is my son. It's serious. It's seeking me. See, when you seek God, there's no plan B. Only got plan A. He will do it. And it might take a while. But when you seek God, you have patience. When you seek God, you have that desire to just wait upon him. And you have so many temptations around you. See, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He may not answer you immediately. He may not answer you in two, three months. But he will answer. And you will go through. Amen. As we embark into 2024 and we write our list of things we want in the coming year, our desires, the new car, the new job, the new house, let's try and put seeking God on the top of our priority list. Let us put God on top Seeking him on the priority list. And everything from two, three, four, five, six will be added unto thee. As it's been said in Matthew 6, 33. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the privilege once again to deliver your word. Lord, you take absolute control in everything we do. Bless your word, O oh Lord, Father. Bless that tiny seed, Lord, my, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. And I give you all the praise. 
In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen.